0: Welcome to The Rulebook. I'm your host, Alex Palmer, and I'm the queen of learning things the hard way so you don't have to. On this podcast, we're gonna be talking about the mistakes I made and the lessons I learned along the way to create the rules I now live by. On each episode, we're gonna be discussing a new rule, how it came about, why I created it, and how you can apply it to your own life. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode number three, Guy with a Podcast. This week, I found it really difficult to pick a topic for the podcast. First off, let me just start by saying how happy I am to be doing this. You have no idea. I think I have maybe 50 views across all platforms, but it doesn't matter because I'm so excited that you're coming on this journey with me and listening slash slash watching this right now. So thank you very, very much. Um, This has been a huge milestone for me to share my voice like this because I really never have done this before. And the reason is, is because I grew up very painfully shy. It was only the people who knew me well and knew me the best who got to see my loud, crazy, funny self. Everybody else, they thought I was quiet or <laughs> or shy or mean. And I think oftentimes I gave off the wrong impression that I was cold or snobby. But the truth is, I grew up in an environment where I was afraid to be myself. I was taught that little girls should be seen and not heard. And unfortunately, I ended up internalizing that. And it's done me a huge disservice as an adult woman. I would pursue romantic relationships with people who only valued me for my physical appearance. I would have relationships or friendships where I was desperate for the other person to like me so I wouldn't be my authentic self. I became a people pleaser in an attempt to control how other people perceived me. And ultimately I just wasted a lot of time and energy on the wrong things. And I never gave myself credit for any of my strengths because I was so busy criticizing myself, which really sucks. And ah, yeah, I just became someone who bit their tongue all the time. And that's why this podcast is such a huge, huge step for me. Um, the more I thought about, you know, this, this part of who I am, this person who was afraid to speak up, the more that I realized that maybe there's a reason more men than women have podcasts. And wait, before you turn this off, let me finish. I don't think it's because they're better at it than women. Or that because they should have more podcasts than women. No, I absolutely don't think that's the case. I just think that more women than men were told that they should be seen and not heard. So that's why I think more men feel like they're confident enough to have their own shows and they actually feel like they're entitled to have podcasts where they share their opinions on whatever the hell they share their opinions on. Because I personally don't listen to boy podcasts, but... Whatever. And I'm not ragging on that. I actually hope that the rest of us could one day have as much audacity as, you know, some of these men seem to have. So I did my second episode of this show last week and I posted it and I asked my friend to listen to it. And I was like, did it seem like I was ranting in some of the parts? And he was like, no, it was fine. I was like, are you sure? He was like, no, I didn't feel like you were ranting. And I listen to it an embarrassing amount of times, but also because I'm the one who edits it. So I have to listen to it an embarrassing amount of times. And anytime I was super animated or excited about a point I was making, I was just like, ew, why am I yelling? But I really don't think I was yelling. And what's the point in having a podcast if you're not going to be animated about the things that you're talking about? Um, I think I'm just used to criticizing my voice and I'm used to sounding a certain way. So listening to it was just uncomfortable for me for all those reasons. But this brings me to rule number three, you guys, which is when you feel like you're being too much, ask yourself, what would a guy with a podcast do? Remember that trend on TikTok when everyone was pretending to be a guy with a podcast because the beard filter came out? I absolutely loved that trend. I stand that trend. I created so many videos and it was basically all of these women using the beard filter. They either had a mic or a pretend mic and they were pretending to be guys with podcasts spewing their opinions and they would dress really sloppy, which was which would make it really, really funny. And a lot of their opinions were super controversial or just not well thought out and and it made it even better. And. Honestly, it was just flowing. And I feel like so many girls were, su- were successful on TikTok with those types of videos. And I jumped on the trend too. And it was the most fun I ever had on TikTok. Those videos did not go viral for me, but it was the most fun that I ever had on the platform because I felt so free to say whatever the hell I wanted as guy with podcasts. I did so many videos to the point where I even made, I made a f- imaginary podcast, which was called Guy Problems with a Z. <laughs> with a Z instead of an S. So I think the reason is it's not the beard filter. It was just, it was just, I felt, I felt free. Like the opinions were just flowing. Like if you see me filming this episode at home right now, I'm having many, many meltdowns between takes, okay? So it's a stark contrast between guy problems with Z versus the rule book. And I will insert a clip here to anyone watching this on YouTube right now so you can see what's up players I'm back with another episode of guy problems I'm your host Zach guess what my guest today is a woman my mom made me come on your show because we're cousins okay well we don't need your name it's fine <laughs> it doesn't matter I'm really excited that you're here okay it is that it Whoa, whoa, slow down. You're moving so fast. Like every girl I've ever been in a relationship with. (laughs) I think that this rule applies to all genders because I obviously know that confidence is not just a thing that women struggle with. I know you guys, there's men who who struggle with confidence as well. We're all human. So it's really not a male thing. I mean, maybe it is, but... (laughs) In general, I'm talking about the guys who interrupt... The guys who think they know it all. The guys who don't fact check a single thing, but will have you doubting something that you said because they are so sure of themselves. Those guys. Do you think they give a shit if they're abrasive? Absolutely not. Because you know what? Abrasive is like, it's, that's, that's a neutral word for them. That's like baseline. They don't stop to think if their content is abrasive. They don't stop to think if what they're saying is sometimes even factual, which I'm not promoting. I'm not saying go and have the goal to be abrasive or to be um, irresponsible. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I do think we don't have to patrol ourselves as much as we do because we need to say what we need to say. The song, you know, (laughs) say what you need to say. I don't sing, you guys. I don't. I tried. I'm not good at it. So yes, if you say what you need to say, you will feel so much better. So maybe that's why everyone also has a podcast because it just fucking feels good. It feels right. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) to be honest, it's not even just guys with podcasts because if you turn on the news, you see Donald Trump and Kanye West both apparently running for president right now. Uh... (laughs) And I'm not saying that those are two great role models because they're not, but they are super good examples of having the audacity and maybe narcissism, too, because the lines are very blurred at this moment in time. But there are people out there with less qualifications than you doing the things that you want to be doing. And that sucks. Did you know that more men than women will apply to a job in which they do not meet all the qualifications for? And they will end up getting that job over female candidates because obviously because they applied. And I think the problem is, is that women follow directions and maybe we shouldn't because we're obviously in a time in the world where everything is changing super, super fast and women are taking on roles where we've historically, you know, never stepped into before. And we really need to adapt and evolve and move past this bullshit of being seen and not heard, especially if we want to compete with the boys. Because right now, we are and we have to. But we're starting at a bit of a disadvantage, if you ask me. Or anyone who was taught to be seen and not heard is starting at a disadvantage. I don't care if your parents taught you that; then they did you a disservice. I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. So whatever. <laughs> But the truth is, none of us are here to be seen and not heard. We're all here to be heard. That's the point. Uh, There's a Miles Davis quote that I absolutely love. And it goes, it takes a really long time to sound like yourself. And if you're an artist or a musician or an actress or a writer, but especially if you're an actress, I think you can 1000% relate to this because developing your voice is so painful and can take so much time and so much work, more than you even know. And it really wasn't until I was in acting class that I realized that developing my voice was even something I had to do. <laughs> I remember working with really prolific teachers and I was so ashamed when they would tell me, oh my gosh, Alex, you speak with a vocal fry. And for those who don't know, a vocal fry is like, when you, it's like when you talk like this, like you... Close your throat down, and every word is very controlled. I like I have to stop, <laughs> but you know, and I guess they call it like the Valley Girl phenomenon. And some people will blame Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian for it, but I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just a lot of us are taught to speak like that because you know we're told to be quiet, um, or just sp- you know to lower our volume and. If you're told that enough times, obviously you're going to start talking like this. But anyway, yes, (laughs) I was someone who would write down their feelings versus expressing them out loud because I had to. I didn't have a choice. So when I went into acting, it was obviously awkward as fuck and painful to be told. It was also humiliating to be told that I sound like a little girl when I was like 26 years old. I was like, what? I sound like a little, are you joking? I do think that some teachers infantilize female students, but we're not even going to go there because I do think that these people had their best intentions when they were telling me this. It it was always difficult for me to hear and to take. But, and I think it would be difficult for any woman to hear and take that sort of criticism about their voice because the voice is so fucking personal. Because the first thing you do, after you see someone as you hear them and it's the voice is incredibly personal so when someone um critiques it it can feel not great but even even when i was in acting class and working on my voice and i spent time and money on my voice and i'm still not there yet you guys cuz it's 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 a lot of work i think When I started to go into acting, people who knew me were super shocked, like friends and anyone from my high school or even college and family members were like, you wanna go into acting? Because they knew I had this crazy fear of public speaking and I was always super self-conscious and afraid to be myself. Um, I remember in college, I went to college with a girl from my elementary school, shout out to Ashanti if you're listening, hey girl, hey. And we were in poetry class together. So she obviously knew me for a very long time. And in this poetry class, we had to stand up and recite a poem, not even from memory. I think I even had the sheet in my hand. But the thought of getting up there, I was full on having a panic attack. And I did actually struggle with panic attacks growing up. So I get up there with my little poem and my sheet in my hand. And honestly, I have no idea how I didn't pass out, you guys, because... I could not breathe. I don't think I br- I took one single breath when I got up there because I was so afraid and scared. And I turned re- as red as a lobster and I sat down. It was like facing a firing squad to be totally honest with you. And even when I was in class and I would go to raise my hand, I would have these mini panic attacks before I would speak because I knew if the teacher called on me then I would have to speak in front of everyone and it was always so painful for me and so so scary and when i saw ashanti like after that like either a year or two after that when i started going into pageants she was like oh my god alex like you really changed i i can't believe that you went into this direction like she was genuinely surprised and i didn't take it in a negative way and i don't think it came across negative at all I was it was nice that she said that to me because it felt like somebody was acknowledging the amount of work that I had done on myself because if you want to make changes like that it's fucking hard and I was only at the beginning when she had said that to me so that was really nice and um uh, and obviously years later I still think about it so It is possible to change. It's just hard. But uh, yeah, I think the reason that I gravitated towards acting in the first place, despite this really horrible, awful fear of public speaking that I did have, is because (sighs) all the feelings that I buried deep inside me that would seem to boil up every time I attempted to speak or raise my hand or or do anything where I was showing myself is because those feelings were so strong and so ready to come out that the fear did not matter anymore. They were going to come out. So to this day, before I perform or go and get on a stage, I am petrified there's never a time where I'm not completely petrified maybe once or twice where I don't even know what the hell I did but I was like zenned out but (laughs) I was so petrified and still am to this day every time I perform but yet I still force myself to do it because I know that all those feelings that have been buried for so 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 many years are able to catapult me past the fear in a weird fucking way And I think that the only reason that I even wanted to do do acting, to do acting in the first place is because all of that had been shoved down for so long. I wasn't able to express myself for so long, except maybe in writing. And had that not happened to me, I don't think I would have ever entertained the idea of being an actress. I know a lot of people think, oh, actresses, they just they just do it for the attention. I did not want attention I, I'm one of those people who wants to be seen, but also doesn't want to be seen. And I think most actors are actually like that. And actually I stole that from my teacher. He said that like on one of the first days of, of class that I was there and I was like, oh my God, he's describing me. But no, he's describing himself probably in, in a lot of us. So yeah, the arts are obviously a really good way to find your voice and a really good way to be seen and heard. (laughs) So that should always be the the goal because in this day and age, I think we all are, you know, smart enough to know that you need to be being, you need to be seen and heard. That's a reason that I'm videoing this podcast as well. I'm trying to be seen and heard. And I think every time I get on stage, despite the crazy fear I have, the more I'm actually growing my voice back. And we all know that growing hurts. Growing is super painful. If you're growing a part of yourself that you can't even see, for whatever reason, it's so much worse. And that's why rule number three is extra, extra special to me. Because I'm not a guy with a podcast. I'm a girl with a podcast. And I never thought that I would be. So yeah, there's plot twists everywhere. And I just want to say that if I can do it, you can do it. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to episode number three. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that I will see you here again next week for episode four. and You can find out what the rule is. Um, Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Like, comment, share it with a friend do all the things and go ahead and follow me at Serious Actress across all social medias. Say hi, DM me topics that you'd like me to do a show on. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much again. Bye, guys.